0: Hello, and welcome to Piecing Together the Parsha. We try to figure out how all the different things in the Parsha fit together in some way, shape, or form. So we're going to start this with Sefer Bamidbar and Parsha's Bamidbar. So just to give us an overview, Parsha's Bamidbar has a census of Bnei it also divides Bnei Israel into their encampments, which are called the Degolim. There is a count of the Levium. The Levium themselves are then redeemed uh, in exchange for the firstborn. And then it starts uh, at the end of the Parsha, giving all the different Levium families their specific roles. One of the issues, which is very important Uh, to consider when trying to figure out how the Torah is written. And again, the assumption would be, is that if Hashem wrote the Torah in a certain way, there is something we're supposed to take out of that order, not just written haphazardly. One of the issues that will come up is the question of chronology. The Ein Mukdam or Mukhar B'Torah, there's no before and after in the Torah. The events aren't necessarily in chronological order. So there's a spectrum as to how to take that statement from Chazal, uh, how extreme it is, and you get a difference of opinion amongst Rishonim. The Ibn Ezra, I believe, is less concerned about it. The Ramban, as often as possible, will try to tell you, no, the events are not out of chronological order. But when we get to Parshas Midbar, it is impossible to say. Parshas Midbar, the first Pesach in, or second Pesach in, the parsha says that Hashem speaks to Moshe, Sinai, moed, and the moed, eh, the first day of the second month, Bashana Hashenis, the second year. Let's say some merits Mitzrayim L'Emor, from when they left Mitzrayim. But we know if we are if we have paid attention to reading the Torah in the past. That there are other events in Sef of Abidbar itself that are at different times that are earlier than this. The most significant examples, perhaps, are going to be the Hanukas, Hamishkan, the dedication of the Mishkan, which occurs the very last the last parak of Parshas Nasso, the very long uh discussion of all the different karbonos, all the different sacrifices that are offered by all the princes, that is repeated. Uh, 12 times one for each prince all of that occurs on the day where moshe finished setting up the mishkan that is rosh chodesh nisan rosh chodesh nisan of the second year which would mean that the events towards the end of parshas nasa which is true is only one Parsha later but it is still later the events of parshas nasa occur one month earlier out of order additionally in Parshas it will discuss Bnei Yisrael offering the Korban Pesach in the Midbar, in the desert. And that happens on the 14th of Nisan. Once again, two weeks before the events recorded at the beginning of Parshas Bamidbar. So... Uh, if you are interested, there might be other examples where there is an impossible chronology. It could be that it is uh, all maybe the section that occurs in Parshus Nusso. There is a work called Journey of Faith, it is a uh, parish on just safe above Midbar. The author's name is Rabbi son David R. Nias, and um, he goes through all this. He has a chronology at the end of it. I hope very much. Uh, for the purposes of this this podcast, right, that he continues his work beyond just safer, uh, Bamidbar. It is probably a book we will come back to um, often in Bamidbar. So when I try to piece these things together, look at the basic Rishonim and see what they have to say, uh, and sometimes you find other things uh, too. What we have, the Ramban is sensitive to this issue and the Ramban says, I believe this Ramban is in Parshas Bahalosha, in fact, the Ramban says that what the Torah is going to do is complete all the details of the Midbar, the encampment of Bnei Israel, and then talk about the Mishkan, and then move on to things that I guess specifically relate to Sefer Bamidbar. Midbar. When we see this, this will provide this ramban. Uh, this will provide some uh, framework for the rest of parshas Bamidbar as well, because he will probably end up tying in not just the census, but the rest of the topics that are discussed in safe in parshas Bamidbar. And uh, the the ramban says that so all these discussions. So if we're thinking about some of the things we went through at the beginning of of this of this podcast that Bamidbar talks about, um, we would this will help explain the arrangement of Bnei Israel into the Degolim, uh, because that's part of the encampment. They'll talk about making sure the Levim are set up and re- the re- the redemption that takes place, the firstborn to the Levim. That's also again part of the establishment of the Mishkan part of things that would have, I guess you could say, even happened before. So perhaps this Ramban, which I don't think, I said, I, I don't think it's a particularly lengthy little comment of his, um, will, if this this comment to the Ramban will kind of explain um, maybe the whole Parsha. The, Rambam, the Ramban says is the first Pasuk of Tess, right? Why is there a delay in, in the events? This is the fourth Sefer, talks about the mitzvahs that B'nai Yisrael got in the Midbar. First, you want to complete, he says, this is a couple of lines down in this first comment of the Ramban. Ratzelah Hashlem Inyan Ohom Moed. Finish talking about the Mishkan, V'tikuno, its establishment, Meha Midbar, all the days in the desert, Hiskir Tchila, then it's going to mention first that the Degolem, the encampments, the flags that the tribes have, Umaka Ma'oel, where is the Mishkan, Umayimid Misharsav, the people who will serve in it, Vitikun mishmaros and the Watchers. Lamaso and how they carried it, L'chol Avodos oil. That's, that's the end of Parashba Midbar, it talks about the different families of L'viyim and, and which parts they carried. Ve'hiskir Korbanos and then it talks about the, the Korbanos that the Nisim brought. They brought uh, the Agalos, that will carry everything. the and it's completed when it talks about the dedication of the Mizbeach, which is the first, Ramban says, Sh'ayu Me'echa Ben this is on the first day of Nisa, maybe even before. Right, which is where which is where the Ramban is making the comment. So that is perhaps a relatively straightforward way of, of doing this. It's less maybe satisfying if we're looking for a takeaway of any kind. So I would like to offer. Uh, another 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 perspective on this, in addition to what the Ramban has said, and that comes from the introduction of the Netziv, and his uh, work on Chumash is called the Hamek Davar, and uh, he discusses the question of Midbar being called in Chazal in the in in the Gemara is called Sefer HaPakudim, the Book of Numbers, which is ends up being the English. Uh, way to refer to Bamidbar also. Bamidbar is the desert. We could talk about, maybe if we were going to give the name, we might call it the Book of Wanderings or something like that. No, the focus is on the counts. And there are two counts that occur in Sefer Bamidbar. One of those counts is in Parshas Bamidbar. The census is taken at the very beginning, which in the numbers are repeated. Again, in the when it, when it talks about divvying up the Shvatim, the tribes, into different camps. And then uh, there's another census at the end of Sefer Midbar and Parshas Pinchas uh, in year 39 or 40 when B'nai Yisrael are, are on the on the cusp of entering into um, Eretz Yisrael, and it's a different count. And that is what that is what attracts the attention of the Netziv. He says that there is a Medjush in Brachos. says third third the third parak parsha. And the medrash there says, on when it talks about creation, it says V'yav, v'yavdil l'kim ben aor ben Hashem, Hashem separates between light and between darkness. And the medrash she quotes it says zeh sefer ba midbar. This is sefer ba midbar. Our our book that we're talking about now, this week's parsha, sh'hu mavdil. It separates ben yodseh mitzrayim, those who left mitzrayim, uven bei ha'aretz, those who come in to eretz yisrael. To B'alichas Yotz those individuals, the, the the travels of the individuals who left Mitzrayim, haya or hashkachas Hashem. They had a light of divine providence. Hashem was there. Mafiel la'in kol, everybody could see it. Hashem, and that's the honor, glory of Hashem. and that's the purpose of creation. And examples, maybe the Parsha, the Chumash will talk about fiery clouds, fiery pillars. And they'll talk about man. And the understanding is that there's all kinds of miracles that happen in the desert for B'nai Israel. And that's the beginning. And that, that level of, of divine presence is represented by those who left Mitzrayim. Those individuals are the subject of the census taken in, safer and Parsha's by Midbar. But. At the end of the Sefer, we get to Parshas Pinchas, he says, Masha Inken, as opposed to Bahalichas, Baha'arites, those who enter into Eretz Israel. Haya Hashkacha, Haashkacha, Machusa. The providence, the, the presence of God is hidden there. Rak, Hamabit, Baha'i, Yaf, you have to look carefully. Haya Then you'll feel it, you'll sense it. Kamoholech, B'Hash Bahashkachas, Laila, those who walk in the dark. Not so easy to see. So, with this, Nitziv. I think you can perhaps provide a question as to again, why does the Torah deviate from the chronological order that we would expect it to keep unless there's something it's telling us otherwise, a lesson we're supposed to learn. So perhaps I'd like to suggest based on this introduction of the Nitziv that you have two different groups of people being talked about and that is the significant event of Sefer Bamidbar, and that is why in in the the rabbinic literature, it's referred to as Sefer HaPakudim, the book of of Numbers or the book of, of a census. The focus is on these two censuses. The one at the beginning of the Parsha, which focuses on those who left Mitzrayim, and the one at the end of the Parsha, which focuses on those who left, those who go into Eretz Yisrael. And in light of this Nitziv, that there's a fundamental difference in how, they're inter- how Hashem interacts with them, maybe that is why the Torah decides to open with their census. This group of people is at the highest level that they could be. And they're ready to go into maybe Eretz Yisrael. There, there are comments that Moshe says in, in Baha'aloska that they're about to go. They're in the ideal state. Unfortunately, as the book of Numbers, or Sefer Midbar will continue, it's downhill. And that generation, that group of people, does not make it. And they will all die in the midbar. So there ends up being a contrast at the beginning of the Parsha, the beginning of the Sefer, of what could have been. And that's the ideal. And it is true, by the end of the Safer, those individuals will not make it. Nevertheless, perhaps the Safer starts with this group of people because that's the ideal. And it ends up being that if this is true, well, certainly this group of people is not make it, right? Um, that explains the count of the Levium as well. Levim are not counted in the census. And that would explain, that, that, that is explained with this as well, because Levim do go into Eretz Yisrael. I believe there's a Rashi that says that they are not counted the same because of that. They, they Hashem doesn't want them to be with the group of people that will not go into Eretz Yisrael. So we can understand, just for a census, why the Levim wouldn't be counted. It's true the Levium are counted differently, counted from one month old instead of 20 years old, but nevertheless there's an emphasis that the Levim are not counted, and they are counted separately. So if that's the case, we can understand why they are going to be different because they do go into Eretz Yisrael. Whatever happens, the events of, of Sefer Bamidbar perhaps affect them differently than um, the rest of Benyisra. So the takeaway might be one that's a little bit more of a downer—that oh, we're at a, we're at a very high level when we start the safer, and we know that it won't last. But maybe if the Torah chooses to focus on this at the beginning, it wants to tell us, even if we have read this many times and we know what the end the end story will be. What we can take away from this is that we can always strive to get back to there. It doesn't have to be um, all downhill. And the Torah will choose. The census occurs, and the census doesn't have to play a significant role. We could talk about all the things that occur in the second year. Well, of course it makes sense that the fourth, safer, the Torah is going to talk about the second year in uh, in the Midbar. Uh, Up until there, they talk about all the stuff they learned in the first year. And that's basically what happens. But the focus on the census. It first shows us that this is where they started. They started at a high place. Maybe we can all get there too. We don't have to necessarily, we don't have to just focus on what ended up happening. We start off at a very high place and uh, the the encouragement will be to get there. Um, That will be all for this week. Thanks for listening.